Hey, yo, ah! Put some honey mustard on this. Yeah! Shut up, talk. Episode 6. You already know what it is. We here, boys. We're back. But better than ever. I'm out here with the extendo clip on my wiener. You already heard? Pause. You already know I popped eight Viagra before this recording, so. Alright, we're coming to you live from an undisclosed location hideout in East Japan. Alright, so over the weekend we had a lot of music drop. Well, not a lot of music. We had what, two albums drop? Yeah, but uh, we had Matcha drop today. Who dropped today? Meek dropped today. Oh, yeah, Meek dropped today. Meek dropped Future dropped today. Dropped today. Uh, Iggy. Iggy who? Azalea. Yeah, right, pass on that. Wow. The main two that we're, that we're probably going to touch on since it's, that shit just dropped and we're not listening to it is going to be the Scorpion album. Oh, we're going to talk about this for a minute. Though. And we got some theories. And what, what, what else dropped this week? I feel like I'm forgetting an album to drop. Nothing dropped on Scorpion Day. I feel like something dropped this week. What else would have dropped? I don't know. I feel like there's something else on here. Oh, Dom Kennedy. Dom, Dom yeah, Dom Kennedy. drop, yeah, Dom yeah, drop, Dom, Dom drop. Shout out to OPM. AKA other people's money. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I know I was bugging. I know something dropped. I was looking right at that shit. Okay. All right, so let's get the fucking so is cat out of the bag. The greatest rapper from the West Coast? No, not even close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Scorpion drop. What do you think about Scorpion? All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it like this. I'm gonna rate each side yeah. out of ten, All right. and I'm gonna give you an average score out of twenty. Then, since you rate each side out of ten. All right, yeah, okay, let's do it like that. We'll just round down if we can round down. All right. I mean, uh, what's it called? Wait, we'll just simplify the fraction. This nigga's an economics major, by the way. Yeah, shout out in Germany, but now I'm in Japan in the hideout. Okay, so side A, we have hits and bangers like eight out of ten and emotionless and Sandra's Rose. And oh, you're rating every song? No, no, no. I'm just saying the ones I like. Oh, so wow. I like that. How many songs are on Saturday? 11, 12? 12, I think. Because right, like, it's 25, I think it's 13 on the side B. I like four. And on me, side B, I like, on the same page I like three. So seven out of 20. There you go. I give it a seven out of 20. Yeah, you, like that, the album, I felt like it was just... Well, the theory the theory that I have is that he had to, scra- he had to scrap the album and redo it. And like that explains why it's bad, yeah that, because that's you have to do it so quickly. It's it's not that it's like it's it's horrible. It it has potential to be good, but it just wasn't like he he missed on tracks like some tracks. I just felt like why did you even put that on there? Yeah, like I feel that way about tracks like nonstop and even. But nonstop is gonna be his radio record. Everybody loves that fucking record. I don't know why. That's I don't know. Bad. Uh, he sounds so lazy. But the, the thing is, it was so split. Either people really love this album, or people was like, "Fuck this album." Like, and I don't feel either way about either of them. I just feel the album is whatever. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It's like whatever. I've I, got my picks. I would probably go back and listen to maybe like three or four songs that I would listen to like. That's how I feel about that's more it. like too. I go back to. Yeah, I go I go back to like four, like maybe four songs on, uh, on fucking more like. I go back to nothing on views. So I, only nice. tracks I go back to on views is the fucking, the interlude joint. And feel no ways, and then I feel like it's one more. Wait, I think Western Road flows. That's which, it. Which is the track on Views where he goes, Key Jingle Jangling. I, f- I have no clue. That I have shit no clue. is hard. This you nigga, this nigga had a line on here. I forgot what track it was where he was like, um, I am not with the rah rah. I'm a da da. I was yeah. like, damn, bro. 
<laughs> he, he was in his bag when he wrote that. And n- niggas will literally make excuses for any artists they they want, but like, yo, I feel like some people are like saying the memes, but like unironically, like they'll be like, yo, when Jake, when Drake named his uh, his middle name of his son is no makeup on, so hair tie chilling with no makeup on. What? He's, he's really hanging out with his son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's some. That's hilarious. That's some like uh, narrative was like heavy. Yeah. On this album, like you could tell, it was heavy on the album. It's like it was, it was weird. The like the the content that he chose to like speak about on this album. I mean, it's not any different from any Drake album, yeah. to be honest. But so I agree with though. He had to scrap a lot. I feel like he kept a lot of the beats and some verses and just switched up and added stuff. That's why it doesn't feel like it fits. I feel like everybody's album with the good music and the Drake shit was rushed because they both try to fuck each other. I don't know about that. I think Kanye is just fucking crazy, and he wanted to really put out five albums. All right, so we, we're gonna we're gonna get to the shits right now. Man. I think the whole side A is a response track to Kanye. That whole shit was a response track to Kanye. He threw mad shots at Kanye, and I don't think he ever had a beef with Pusha T. Like we like if you guys listen to episode one where we go over the beef of Drake and Pusha. This beef was never with Drake. Drake just got it as a casualty because he was on fucking Young Money. Like he, it was, the beef was always with Wayne and and fucking Birdman. Yeah. Put the way Push sees it, if you with him, you you with him. Like that's it. It's not playing both sides or anything. Cause yeah. Push, it's basically trickle down beef. Yeah, cause Push Push is Drake's favorite rapper. But the way that I see it with this album was, Kanye Kanye was getting help from Drake for this out for his album. For his album, yeah. Yeah. So. What I'm thinking was is that while he was flying back and forth, he played Kanye. He played Kanye his album, like every artist does. They play album to get like a a point of view of what they think the album is like. And Kanye and Drake always had some type of beef. Always, these niggas was beefing when Drake had the best I ever had, and Kanye was when Kanye fucking shot the video, and Drake was like, "This video is trash." <laughs> Iconic moments here. And he had the find the find your love record that, that Kanye produced which I fucking hate that record that record's not for me at all like I don't like that beat on that record or anything what song is that song that is? um I'm more than just an angel hey. oh that song yeah exactly that that song is terrible that sounded like a throwaway uh Rihanna record Possibly, so the, so they've been had beef stemming for the longest. So I, what I figure is that they play they play the records and and Kanye was like, oh shit, like this nigga's coming with a double album. So then that's why I think that they introduced the seven track for the five people for the summer. I feel you. In June, that makes sense. They took his June. They they took first. They took his June thing. I think Pusha was already close to being done. Yeah. So when when he heard Drake's, I think when he heard Drake's album. He put, when Drake, when Kanye heard Drake's album, he know he noticed that I think Push already had the um infrared track already, but he noticed that Drake was talking about his son and shit like that. And I guess a lot of people didn't know. And the way that the record March 14th is set up, which is the last record on the Scorpion album, is him going through how his father uh, through his relationships on how he used to see his father and how he didn't want to become a fucking a single parent, which is what the fucking story Adidon is. Yeah. He goes and he attacks the character of you. So I'm guessing that was his that outline. That to be a real thing. That man. was his outline to what, because when Pusha was in the, in the, um, in the oh. interviews and shit, 
that's what he was talking about. He was, I'm, a, I'm, I'm talking to you. Like, why are you like this? Like, why do you think that marriage is a bad thing? Which is the whole March 14th record. So that's that's going back and forth. That's where I, I started to get that from. And it, and it makes sense when you think about how unfinished Tiana Taylor's album sounds. Exactly. It wasn't supposed to come out. That drives some. That, Same thing with Nas. That drives to my point on why all good music albums were super rushed. Me and Andrew were talking about this every time that one of those albums came out. They sounded super rushed. But it was for a reason. He knew Drake's date was already popping up. So Kanye was like, we need to get all this before Drake's date. But I don't know why he did it like that. Like, I guess he just figured out the Drake album came out that he was going to run the summer. Would you rather have these 35 good music tracks or 35 Kanye tracks? What do you mean? Like, it's like... like Kanye- Kanye- 35 regular Kanye tracks? Yeah. No, fuck no. I would rather take this good music track. The, but the thing is, that's why Kanye knew he couldn't drop that much songs yeah. in, the, in that many of time. That's why Kanye's featured on every single good music project. Because I kept saying, I don't need this Kanye verse here. But it's like he came into all those verses like that. Like, he, he forced himself into those verses. And I do think, me and Andrew were talking about this when Jay Prince had first uh, said that there was a record coming out and that would it would ruin families. We both called bullshit on it. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, like what Push said. Say about Push. Yeah, like, what Push said, he was like, why would they do anything for my convenience? Like, why would they do anything for me that would benefit me? But then... With a lot of these quotes that Drake had on this album, I feel that it goes back to the Jay Prince line where he was saying that um, the this track was going to ruin families. It wasn't going to ruin Push's family. Wait, wait for it. He wait was going to go it. for Kanye. 1,000% he was going for Kanye. He said that, basically saying that it wasn't a Push Song. It, it wasn't gonna be a push song. Yeah. It was going to be a Kanye it song. It was a career-ending Kanye song. Because what are you going to say about Push? Like Push said, he has no skeletons in his closet. The only person that will have skeletons in the closet is Kanye. And that's why I said this beef was never with Push. Because fucking Drake loves Push. That's his favorite rapper. Drake loves Push. But it was more with Kanye, and that's who he was going to go for. So I don't think he had the initial, the whole record. I think he just had, like, an outline. Or maybe Jay Prince heard some rough vocals or like what heard the the topics of what they were going to be speaking upon on the uh, on the record I, I don't doubt that there was going to be some push it to lines in there but i think the whole the whole point was going to be more on um on kanye so we're just going to go through a couple of the, a couple of the bars from like every track that I, I feel that helps the point my my point that like to be driven so we're gonna start off with everything record, which I think everything record is probably even like the third best song on that I like on there. So he has a line where he says, "I fell back a hundred times when I when I didn't get the credit. See the movie a hundred times. I know where I know where it's heading. Realize somebody gotta die before no one deads it." So kind so I took that as a Kanye bar, cause initially he didn't get the credit for the um the track on on what was it, on Yay. Yeah, it was it was yikes. It was yikes. So he didn't get the credit for that on that on that album. So I, I get and then he had to dead it with Jay Prince. Yeah. So that that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That it's more of his records. I wish I could play it because it's, it's gonna sound better from him saying it than just from me saying it. But I don't want to get copywritten, nigga. We trying to get, we trying to get some bread out here. Fuck all that shit. So apparently, a lot of people weren't credited at all for a lot of this stuff on the good music. Apparently, Pierre Bourne was supposed to be. But when when is Kanye credited people at all? 
when your name is Ty Dolla Sign? That's it. Like, he he was taking Travis's sound for a minute before anybody knew that it was Travis's sound. That's true, also. And um, it goes back to the whole drill shit, too. The uh, the the producer, Young Chop, um, what's the nigga's name? Chief Keef's yeah. producer was saying that Kanye just uses you and spits you out. Like, whatever. I mean, hard. It's, it's no different from what a lot of people do in the music game, but he's at the top, and a lot of people see him as, like, Oh shit, it's Kanye. Yeah, like, it's Kanye, whatever the fuck you want. And then, so, I think another, uh, yeah, another bar on that same record was, now I gotta deal with all this drama, deal with, my, deal with myself, I ain't even have to cut a tie, it's severed itself. So, I, that was just, that was just a line, I, I'm guessing that was just like, Kanye just like, he killed himself, in a sense, like, now there's, the, the relationship's not repairable. And we're gonna move to the song, Now Stop. Uh, which I think is gonna be the, the club record. Andrew doesn't like the record. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the record like it's that. Boring. But I feel like it's going to be the club record. This is, this is the song that you're gonna hear all summer, for me. I don't want it to be. I'd rather hear Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> Again, he, Andrew's gonna find how to get Takashi Six Nine every time on this thing. Wait, so are we gonna sit here and act like the? Um... It's on the Drake album. I think it's in my feelings. That Kiki, do you love me? Something like that isn't hard. Well, who sing, who sings that? Drake. Yeah, but I'm saying like, what what does that have to do with Takashi Six though? That's a um, what do you call it? A melody from one of his songs. Oh, I I didn't know that at all. I mean, but Drake and Hove are both known for taking somebody's hot record, somebody who's hot, and fucking feature or take one of their songs and just like. When they threw whatever, and then Hove and Drake are still gonna be hot. Oh, I want to apologize to Hove. I don't know if it, if you guys heard this, but I made fun of his haircut. I, I like his hair. That <laughs> that's nice. what this nigga's gonna apologize for. The, the all the shit this nigga says. <laughs> what? That's the shit he apologizes for. I mean, it's a good haircut now. It's it's really growing on him. But all right, so we're gonna move. Not yeah, nonstop is the record we're gonna talk about. Where he has a line which says, "Uh, niggas pulling gimmicks because they scared to rap." A hey, Funny how they shook. Hey, <laughs> got these niggas shook. Pulling. Hey. It's a, hey, after that, no, it's nah. not, nigga. And he's like, the curtain by myself. Take a look. Hey. Yeah, so basically, yeah, all this shit is self-explanatory from the shit that I was talking about earlier where he was, well, we all know Kanye's been pulling the gimmicks and we all know that he was doing it in the trolls so he can get caught for his um album. Like, cause, That's what he does. That's what Kanye does. So it's not really news to us. Yeah, yeah. But he, I, I think he does got a point where I think Kanye is like, what the fuck else do I have to say? Like, and Kanye's never been known to be a rapper, like a, a hard rapper. Not maybe right. like his first couple albums, maybe. But even then, he was getting shit written for him by that by uh. Ryan Fest. Ryan Fest and the other dude from Tribe Called Quest. What's his name? From Tribe Called. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, what's the dude's name? Who the, who he had a beef with? He's like light skin and bald. Jerobi. Common? No, not Common, not Common. Um, Consequence. He used oh, to write yes. he used to write his, his his songs on there too. Um yeah, I have another another line on there where it says, uh, a big part of me Oh, you wanna read it? Go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh before I read this, I wanna give a shout out to Papoose for no reason. <laughs> a big part of me resents niggas that I knew from when I started in this shit. They see what I got and man, it's hard to be content. Well, yeah, that that goes back to the whole thing that we were talking about with Virgil, where where Kanye feels like he's the one who laid the groundwork, but everybody's ripping off of his benefits. He's he's more. Did he though? Did 
Did he lay down the groundwork? He laid down the groundwork for a lot of people, though. I'll give Kanye that because he laid down the groundwork. Oh, Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Drake. No, no, no. Oh, that Kanye, the, yeah, that yeah. line is referring to that where he was saying that I'm doing what you wanted to do, but you couldn't do because you were the first person to like lay down the groundwork for it. So uh, that I think that goes back to like the Virgil thing where he was saying that he was scared of um of Virgil's success. And then you have him crying at the fucking Louis Vuitton thing. All I, all I'm getting from this conversation so far is that Drake's mad pussy. <laughs> Why is that? Basically, it's saying all this shit is. I don't know what it's leading up to. What's Drake's point? Like, oh, I, I don't, I don't see. There's a point here. I just, I'm just breaking down the parts that everybody. I know motherfuckers don't listen to lyrics, so I'm breaking, I'm breaking it down. The lyrics to everyone else. So the thing is, even when we're breaking it down, there's still no, like, point. Like, let's say you're in the Starbucks line. No, you're getting a bagel, right? And a nigga cuts you off, and you mad pissed. So you make a song about his shoes and his pants. What the fuck is the point? You should have said something when you wanted your bagel. Now, now that you can make fun of his pants. This must have happened to you, like, at work or something. Because <laughs> he, he had mad for that shit. No, but I think, I think his point is just, like... Because they've always had the beef, or underlined the beef that nobody, like, was, like... Like, nobody had knowledge to. Like, they, they've always had a bad relationship. So, I'm guessing, like, the way I see their relationship is, like, you you dating somebody that you've always had a crush on. And then that person <laughs> breaks up breaks up with you and you get back with them again. And then they do the same thing. And then you get back with them again. Like, it, it's just like the line that everybody says that you should never meet your heroes. Because, like, you don't know what they... Yeah. Like, it would ruin it for you. I think this is all lit. Like... This is what he was like. He he always said like um I think he had a reference back on like oh, MTV or some shit like that on like TLC or some shit. I don't know if it was TLC, but it was one of those MTV shows where he was saying that Kanye has a real talent to for artists and shit like that, and he he has a real good ear for for talent and all this shit. So he's always admired him and shit like that. So imagine like somebody you admire and this nigga's just a dick. <laughs> like it's like um. When Kesha first met Jerry Seinfeld on the red carpet, she tried to hug him. <laughs> She's like, can I get a hug? No. no I, I just spoke with Jerry off rip. <laughs> but, but Jerry would tell you to your face like yeah, that. Yeah, like, no. But I, I feel like... No, thank you. He's trying to say that Kanye be having him in limbos and shit and, like, be Which working. is mad pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what do you expect from this album, my nigga? Like, this is his content, my nigga. This is his content, and I'm not here for it. I missed back in the day when Drake was talking about, I don't make niggas... I don't make music for niggas who don't get pussy. That was real Drake, bro. Now, now Drake's making music for niggas who don't get pussy. <laughs> All right, so I think uh, we we just left nonstop. Uh, Elevate. I don't think there was anything really there. It was it was an alright try. Th- that hook was just yeah. Plus, I can't hear annoying. anything that rhymes with levitate, and I think of levitate, 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 levitate. Uh, what song is that? That's uh, Untitled Unmastered. Yeah, there we go. There we yeah. go. Shout out to Kendrick. Uh, so the next the next record is Emotionless, which I think is the hardest record on here. Emotionless, the beat is really good. I like the beat. I think the productions on this album was really good, but I just think it wasn't set for him. Like the DJ Paul record, I think that's the Talk yeah. It Up record with Hove. I didn't like how they how they like. I don't like Hove on that at all. I don't like it. I like Hove, but I don't like him. On I like that. I like what Hove said, but yeah, I don't yeah. like the record. Well, I like some of what Hove said. He did he did drop the ill tweet. Oh, about the triple yeah, X we'll, we'll shit. Um, but wasn't Emotionless produced by No ID? I think it? most of the shit was produced by No ID and uh, Forty. Yeah. Um, the Sandra Rose track, which we were gonna get to, was produced by Primo. Which is hard. That that record is hard. 
That record is super hard. But Emotionless has another line. You want you want to read this shit, Andrew? All right, I got you. Don't link me. Don't hit me when you hear this and tell me your favorite song. Don't tell me how you knew it, it would be like this all along. So, yeah, I'm going to have Andrew read all these shits because this nigga reads it with some enthusiasm. I'm not reading these songs <laughs> with enthusiasm. But, yeah, so don't link me. Don't hit me up when you hear this. I'm assuming this is what Kanye does. Yeah. When... <laughs> When drops something, yo, that shit was hot. Too. Yo, super fire, bro. This is my favorite record. This shit inspired me so much. Yeah. And then Drake replies by putting the fucking, uh, I don't know how it is on iPhone when you react and you just put like the. Ha- oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, you, where you put like, uh, they, like you like the comment or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was like that. I'm telling you, this just, just strikes me as a guy who's keeping a girl in the limbo. Like. This is like a girl who you only hit up when like you bored, yeah. and you just want to talk to, her and you don't give a fuck. But then she ends up catching feelings. Like you don't even want to fuck her; you just bored. Like may- maybe you did fuck her a couple times, and her pussy's good, <laughs> and you just want to keep her around for the time being. Big fact. That well, he's getting what he wants out of Drake, and he's just using this nigga like, all right, like whatever. I hate you when your album come out, say it's hard, and you'll be in your little zone. Like that's it. So he has another. Another um another the, another one yeah the guy yeah. I, can't even said, I can't even capture the feeling that I that I had at first meeting all my heroes like seeing how magic works the people I look up to are going from bad to worse <laughs> yeah, that's just bad. the actions out of character even, even when, when they, they rehearse <sighs> yeah so I mean I I think all this is just a shot back to the um but this this reads the like, the Kanye Trump all that yeah. bullshit I think that's what it goes back to. But that line is hilarious. Like, it was like, I'll never capture the the fucking feeling of meeting my heroes, uh, like yeah, seeing how man. magic works. So basically, he was he's just saying, I he's just saying Kanye's not what he seems to be. Yeah, like it loses the allure. Like yeah, like once you learn the magic trick, there's no re- there's no reason for you, you to you're like not magic. Impressed by it yeah, anymore. like you're not. A, that's like me meeting LeBron, and I'm like, oh, this nigga put in mad work. And then I go to meet this nigga, and he's just shooting up steroids and fucking. <laughs> I'll be so, I'll be so depressed. Like, say, say if I meet Hove, and I go into the studio, and he got thirty niggas writing for him. Yeah, like, I would never listen to rap music again. Like I meet Alan Iverson, and he don't got cornrows. I'd be tired. He doesn't got cornrows anymore. <laughs> but all right, so um, we got another another line coming up on Hold the on, same record. On this same on this record is where he took the most shots. So. Yeah. My man said, breaking speed records on roads that these niggas pay, and they don't like that. It's written all in their face. That, you know, this album isn't rap. It's slam poetry. It reads like slam poetry. It does read like slam poetry. If we if we don't listen to the track and you take all the beats, it yeah. does read like slam poetry. Breaking speeds. <laughs> records on roads. These niggas pay. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, I, like I said, these are all self-explanatory. I'm just pointing out the shot that it was. I'm just pointing out that if this was more about this whole beef was more about Kanye than it was about Push, to me. That's why. I, that's why I said it on the record on the W freestyle. Why is Why is he going ninety percent at Kanye and then he got like ten percent at Push and the last for Push is just oh nigga you ain't never sold you don't sell as much work as you as you say you did. All you sold was work to get a Benz and some sneakers. Yeah, bro, you never pushed that much. You kind of just hung around, niggas. Yeah, right? and that first mean you thought that it was just like, oh, he didn't, he don't got nothing on push. I think that's an angle of it, but I just think that he, his whole beef was with Kanye. Yeah, instead, so he kind of just had to like throw that out there and then focus on his main shit. Cause, uh, cause the way the way I see it, push is gonna go along for the ride. Cause why? It benefits him as well too. Yeah, he got some more records. He go at Drake like he been wanting to anyways. He find they, he gets the beef. 
It's just it was just all orchestrated. Like Kanye was playing Drake like Geppetto, nigga, and he was Pinocchio. <laughs> like that's that's the way I see it. But uh, we got another. Yeah, that that kind of sounds like it would be a Drake bar. What? <laughs> Pinocchio knows for all my fake hoes. <laughs> that would probably be a Drake bar. Uh, Cole had a hard um, Geppetto Geppetto line. Yeah. That shit was hard. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is I don't know how I'll make it out of here clean. Can't even keep track of who plays for the other team. Iconic duo rip and split at all the seams. Good-hearted people are taking it to the extremes, leaving it to the limbo to question what I believe. Yeah, so that was a bar at everybody who I think it was. So my whole thing is with this whole beef of him, um, of him saying that he he could ruin families if he wanted yeah. to. I think that goes back to having to do something with Kim. But I'm not going to speak on another man's wife, but the way Drake is making it seem is that that's the way that the line was going to ruin the family. And then the second line was uh, the iconic duos rip uh, rip and split at the seams. He's talking about that, Kanye and Hov. That's Hov and Kanye because Hov don't fuck with Kanye. Yeah. But Hov never fucked with Kanye. I've been telling niggas this for years. Dame Dash and Biggs... And fucking hip hop had to fucking force Hope to sign Kanye. He didn't want to sign him. They had Kanye for mad long before they signed this nigga. I think Hope just wanted to get beats from the nigga, and that's it. Like, you can hang out with nigga and laugh with him, but it doesn't mean you like him. Like, yeah, it's bi- it's business it's at business. the end of the day. Like it's business. And then the last the last bit of that uh, uh that last bit of it, it was like uh. What was, what was the last song? Oh, th- this is the line that I was talking about earlier. We said, uh, good-hearted people are taking it to the extremes, leaving it, leaving it in limbo to question what I believe. That was a line that pushed. Well, I think we generally... Um, well, so this part I, I would take um, from the the Joe Budden podcast where he was saying, like, Push is known to be a good guy in the in the industry. Like, the way that Push says when he, when he met Birdman, like, he's not a nigga who moves with 10... 40, 50 niggas, he moves by himself, and whatever happens, happens, like, I just think Push is just, like, a cool nigga, and like I said, Drake has always idolized this nigga, like, as his favorite rapper, I wouldn't doubt that he wants to rap like Push sometimes, too, but he just can't, like, Push is top 20 MCs all time, speak on, might be top 10, top 10 to me, well, to me, he might be top 5, but that's for me, Push Push has always been my nigga, but I just think, like I like I said, like this this beef wasn't between him and Push, so he was like, "Oh, good-hearted niggas." But another thing that I think a lot of people didn't like hone in on on this album was the way he used the word "good." Like he used the word "good" like as a double entendre every time. If you hear the tone of his voice, like he used the word "good" to do the good music and like for it to mean good yeah. all the time, which I think is pretty smart. He does a lot of the little slick shit that if you don't notice, like the first time me going through this album, I'm like, "Oh, I don't like this album. This album's trash." And then I started to, like, see a whole bunch of shit about, like, um, about, like, the hidden lines and shit that yeah. he was saying on his album. So I was like, let me go through and see what I pick up. And then I started to actually listen and pick up to the record. Because the first listen through, I'm just going to listen to the song and just yeah. be like. But it's on the second listen that you really catch that shit. Yeah. Like, you remember when you were a kid and niggas used to be like, are you gay? No. Did your mom know you are gay? No. That's what Drake... Raps are. <laughs> the Snickers analogies are fucking killing it today. That's what that's what Drake raps like. He's like, no, I'm not gay. No, my mom isn't. Oh, hold on, hold on. 
Alright, Andrew, read the next line. Oh, the next one is This hilarious. is all an emotionless, by the way. Yeah, this, this is all emotionless. It's all one song. He goes, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Now, that didn't have to do with anything. I just found out it was fucking hilarious. That, that line is funny. <laughs> like, the, fir- the first time to listen to that shit, I stopped it and reversed it. And I'm like, oh, this nigga just tried to drop... Like if you, if you listen to the to the record before he tries to drop like magic that you would reason with like oh shit like, okay that makes sense that makes sense and just slips that in at the yeah. end like let me see if I can get this through <laughs> like yeah, get the fuck out of here nigga like fuck out of here with that shit but that with emotionless that one that that ends like all the all the shots that we found on emotionless but that's the that's the hardest record to me eight out of ten is another hard record I like this record I like it um so Andrew read the the first line. I tell you, hear me out, but we both know end of the day, your sister is pressing play, your train is pressing play, your wifey, your wifey, your wifey, your wifey. So this this line is the line that caught my most attention with like me having a reason with like what Drake's angle was for the beef that was gonna allegedly ruin families that we think is we think is the Kanye thing. Yeah. The way Andrew reads it is not gonna play the same, but if you listen back to that track on eight out of ten, listen to how he like emphasizes your wife, your wife, your wifey, and keep saying that shit, kind of like taunting the nigga, like you got him right there, like you know what I'm talking about. Like I think that there was already a conversation there. Like you you know what I'm talking about, nigga, or your wife, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And regardless of what, regardless of what y'all niggas think, everybody's playing my records. Everybody's going to be playing the records. Yeah, that's basically like the main point, but I do agree that it could be like, at first I thought he was talking about Pusha's fiance. Yeah, me too. At this whole first. time, at first time I'm listening through it, but the thing but is, then I started thinking about exactly. about Kim. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think it is about like like I said, I'm not speaking on another man's wife. I don't, I don't do that shit. But that's why I think I'm just trying to figure Drake's angle out on this record because I know how he, this nigga like a lot of niggas just think he's just throwing shit out there, but he's a lot more calculated than niggas give him credit right. for. Um, then the next line is, I tried, I try to pay less mind. They've been keeping tabs on me, like I'm paying next time. <laughs> okay, I actually like that line. Keep going. This, this bar's hard. I think I sense a little fear from the other side. White vans parked across the street. Real subtle, guys. Like, that That bar is hard. I like that bar a lot. Which that, which that goes back to my point in the beginning when he was saying, when, I was, when I'm, like, uh, theorizing that Kanye heard the album before he put out his album, and then he just took Drake's whole June thing. Well, he fu- they fucked up a lot of things. They fucked up Drake's whole rollout that he was going to be the only person to drop because nobody else was going to drop in June. Right. They fucked up his whole rollout for his album. They fucked up his Adidas shit that Pusha fucked up, which is another way of Kanye knowing that... Well, Kanye and Pusha both know because they were both on Adidas. So that's another way of them knowing that. And then... And then uh, I think the the Drake, I mean no, the push um this, the the Drake for Drake was already written before <laughs> yeah before Duffy came out Drake uh, push already had the story Adidas. I absolutely had to because that came out quick yeah and then he already had stuff it. you already know about that's why push was never worried about shit push is calculated just as well as Drake is calculated so if he's sitting back like. Magic Johnson, like, I know I'm going to get LeBron, nigga. Magic Johnson. I know I'm going to get LeBron, nigga. Because that, that's a reference back to Magic Johnson saying that he, he if he doesn't get a play, one of the big players in this NBA draft, that he will, he will get fired. Niggas ain't going to make that line, that statement, without knowing that, oh, I already got this in the back. I got this in the tuck. But that bar was hard, though. White, white vans parked across, across the street. Real, Real subtle, subtle guys. guys. That bar was hard. 
But that just goes back to me thinking like, all right, Kanye and um, they already had this thing written out yeah, for me and for the most part. Quentin Miller killed that shit, bro. What's next? We talk about Mob Ties. Mob Ties was all right. Mob Ties. No, I, th- I think we still. Yeah, yeah, Mob Ties. Yeah, Mob Ties. Yeah, I'm not really. I wouldn't play it again, but if it came up, I'll. Yeah, I'll I'll skip Mob Ties, but if it came up, I'll leave it. Right. Can't think a joke. Pass. Read the line though. Oh, there's a line that says, "We just right up there." We just, right there up the road, you can hit it with a stone. No, nigga, you missed the, if they come to Hidden Hills, they know the, they know the deal. We just right up the road and can hit it with a stone. Yeah. That was a double, to me, that was a double, look, maybe I mean, I might be over, under, uh, over analyzing these bars, but this, this, to me, this goes back to, um, the record, the whole bar, but in the bar, he says, Uber X and these hoes, they just right up the road. Like, to me, who the fuck else lives down the street that he references on other tracks? On 4 p.m. in Calabasas, he says, I, I beep twice and I wave. Uh, I see Chris Jenner, I beep twice and I wave. The rest of you niggas getting keys blown in your face. Like, to me, if you really if you really paying attention to what the fuck this nigga's saying, by the way, that 4 p.m. Calabasas freestyle is super hard. But if you really listen to this nigga saying, who the fuck else lives down the street? He knocking off one of them Kardashians. Caitlyn? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, uh... Is that the real family? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. But, um... Yeah, so these these bars are just, like... It's just, like, they, he's lining them with, like, bombs for niggas who catch him. Like, if you if you really listen to a lot of shit, then nigga... Because I think niggas just listen to music. They don't really fucking hear what yeah. is going on with these records. I, I, know, I know a lot of niggas don't even listen to the fucking... The bars and niggas in the bed, oh, like... I'm bullshitting, like, oh, you thinking too much about these fucking lines, but... Dude, actually, listen to it. Exactly. Yeah, I decode... I de- was written for a reason. I decode MF Doom, like, databases, nigga, like, I'm... I, I would say I'm pretty well-versed in this. Well-versed. Um, so... Sanders Rose? Sanders Rose, Primo record, super hard. It doesn't sound like a Primo record at all, niggas were saying it sounded like a Just, Bla- Just Blaze record. I did not get those tweets. <laughs> I was like, you ever heard a Just Blaze song before? No, but that doesn't sound anything like Primo. I would say if if I didn't see the credits, I'm and niggas were saying it was just Blaze, I wouldn't be like, oh that's it wasn't just Blaze. Like I was, there's no way in hell I would be like, oh that's a Primo record. Until he play, until he uh, says the line about uh, cutting up like Primo, but this has a line on here. You just on his petty shit injury. The line is the second bullet point. They had to set up for real, but they didn't want to come with the slaps. When I heard the shit, I was skipping through that. You're talking about Kanye's album. Kanye album. Yeah. I Which I can that. agree with him on that one. Like, I, don't, I got no horse in this fight, but I you can... Said, I got no horse in this what, fight. What is it, what's the saying? I have no idea, but I know it's not that. You think it is? I have no horse in this race. That's what the, the, the thing is. Hold on. I have no horse in this race. I got no horse in this race, bro. Um, And yeah. I'm lying by that because I, I, I fuck with push, so I'm going to push on, on everything. But I just... Th- this is just very intriguing to me to finally see... It's not unfolding in front of everyone. It's unfolding of people who already knew and are paying attention with this fucking Kanye shit. I'm only speaking about this shit because it's beef and hip hop, and I love hip hop, nigga. Like just whatever. Beef is corny. Yeah, but that 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 bar, yeah, nigga. I think a lot of people were skipping Kanye's records. Like, chill. I think man. a lot of people were skipping records on Ye and Can See Ghost. I doubt that. Ah, I doubt that's super heavy. I don't know. I don't think those albums did too well. Bro, women nigga. love Kanye. Do they? Yeah, you ever had a shot of Ye? Who? Alright, I was. 
was a reference. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, but uh, all right. So that's some, some good bars on that record. So March 14th is the last record, and uh, it, it's it's a good track. That's where he displays everything by sun and all that. And uh, this is basically skip off side B. But, well, yeah, because there was nothing inside yeah. B to support what I'm talking about. But my only thing on side B is just listen to the songs with Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla, like like we've said on here before, Ty Dolla produces like crazy on features. I just need a solid Ty Dolla regular track. And speaking of Ty Dolla, I think he has. I think him and Tiana are supposedly doing a a, a dual a album, collab, a collab cool. album. I like three ways. And by the way, Honest. if you if you got. If you guys, how's that pause? You don't like three ways, nigga? I said I like three ways. Pause. By the right, way, well. I still like three ways, but I don't like three ways of like mad dudes. All right. You gotta say it's I'll, the ambiguity yeah. of the message. All right, all right. But uh, yeah. So if if anybody listened to the last episode, which a lot of you motherfuckers did, um, Jeez. we said okay. that Tiana was gonna uh re redo the album. And she ended up not. She doing she it. didn't do it. So the the way, the way that I'm seeing it with this whole Tiana shit is Tiana. Is a very like uh, outspoken person, so she, I think she wants to say more than what she's saying, but she's just getting information in real time and just putting it out on Twitter. And then when it doesn't happen, like it's whatever, happen, yeah. which leads to another pattern of Kanye's out here bullshitting yeah, niggas, what the fuck's going which, on? which has been all this fucking Drake shit. This Drake and Kanye fucking debacle or whatever it is. <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck is going niggas going on. Like it's it's weird the they way they just that, gotta shoot the fair one already. It's bro. weird the way these niggas these niggas will be cool next year. These yeah, niggas will be featured on the album next year, or whatever. Niggas are saying like, oh, we're never getting the Kanye Drake album. We probably wasn't getting yeah, it. When anyways. more life two comes out, yeah, like, it's a wrap. so we just we just went over this shit because this shit was kind of funny to me, my nigga. Like all these little shots and shit. This is like is this Drake and Kanye shit is this little fucking Twitter beef. Like this it's, all it is. Mad subtweets. That's what it is. It's all subtweets. That's all that's right. a, so moving on from all that. You're telling me. If Cuddy and Lupe fought in Wii Boxing, that Lupe would win? Alright, fuck out This nigga said Wii Boxing? <laughs> I, just, I just picked up what you just said. What the fuck? This nigga talking about Wii Boxing, my nigga. Alright. But alright, so moving on um, to the fashion the fashion stuff. Um, Diet Prada, who, who those don't know, is a, it's an Instagram story. I mean, it's an Instagram where they basically, not exposed, but they, they highlight what people are um, referencing for for the lines and stuff like that, like, oh, yeah. designs from back in the days of their references. Like, they don't only do it to attack, because I've seen, like, them reference, like, Dior's referencing something from their 1970s collection. It's basically like, like, a like history that. page. Yeah, it's, it's a history page, but it will they will point out stuff that is, like, being stolen, or they feel like things that are being ripped off about people, like, acknowledging it. So they have they have a little beef with, uh, with Dolce & Cabana, where uh, Dolce & Cabana, basically what it was that um, Diet Prada had posted that Dolce & Cabana was um, ripping off Gucci, which we we said on this countless times. Yeah. That the new Gucci and the new Dolce & Cabana look exactly alike, and it's coming from Dolce & Cabana's side that they're taking the looks from. Um, so they responded with... So Diet Prada responded with um, a comment that the head designer... Of uh, of Doshe put on the the comment pages. Diet Prada made a shirt. Yeah. And the the shirt's really simple. It just says hashtag Please say sorry to me. Yeah, cause that's what um the Doshe Cabana um fucking designer said. He was like, please say sorry to me under the comments. And that shit was pretty funny to me. <laughs> yeah. That's just hilarious. So they they made they made 
a shirt out of it, and then Doshe came back and made a shirt about it too. Only difference is Doshe shirts five hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, that's just like what it's it's three hundred euros or pounds. Right? So it's, it comes out to four hundred eighty-one dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot, and the diet product shirt looked better than the yeah, Doshe shirt. It's a lot for a fucking meme shirt about you copying people and being a bitch about it. Yeah, like the like the Doshe shirt was done in worse taste. And it's a worse looking shirt. It's it's a, it's it's a worse looking shirt, and you just basically saying you're basically giving me the right in the in the fucking uh in the argument. You just took my reference from my shirt to make another shirt that looks just like it and have it to be more expensive and uglier. Facts. And the whole shirt is me calling you out for doing this. That's what I'm saying. Like this is fucking Kanye and Drake all over again. The thing that I just don't get that shit is just corny, bro. Like. They're just trying to be edgy, and I hate niggas trying to be edgy for no reason. It's like that type of dude, like, you'll tweet, oh man, I had a great day today, and someone with no fucking uh, avatar would be like, kill yourself, pussy. <laughs> and then be like, haha, just kidding, bro. But Why those, are you being so sensitive? Those people shouldn't even be on fucking internet, because then nah, nigga, they nigga, niggas just troll, and then when some shit happens to you, you bad, bro, but I was trolling. Bro, I was trolling, I'm sorry. Like, bro, why you taking the, 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 That's why I always say about people, you would never do that in somebody's face. You no, would never, never say, go kill yourself, pussy. And, and, cause if a nigga, sh- if a nigga pulls out and shoots you, then, then they be like, oh, that nigga was trolling, bro. Like, right. come on, bro. Like, alright. Yeah, go to the judge and be like, I was just, I was just trolling, bro. Exactly, like, what the fuck? Anyway, fuck that. Alright, so mo- mo- moving on, we're gonna talk about Calvin Klein 205 West 39th NYC. Hard. Uh, so this is Calvin Klein's, for those who don't know, this is Calvin Klein, uh, this is Raph's Calvin Klein brand. Um, this shit is super hard. I mean, he's putting in work. This is for fucking 2019 over here. Yeah, uh, this is for, this is that pre-spring 2019 where, uh, all this stuff is mostly, uh, collegiate, um, styling. So it's basically, I think he got, um, licenses from Yale. Um, it was Yale, Berkeley, and the University of California. So he could use, like, some, um, some fonts and, yeah, some logos, and some logos like that. that he would normally use. Um, first look that we have here, for anybody who wants to see it, um, uh, you can just, I'm pretty sure you can Google that shit, Calvin Klein's, uh, pre-spring collection. It's, first thing is a, a lady with a blazer, with like a blazer coat, like in the middle, in the middle of that, it's a green, green, uh, on the label, and then blue, uh, navy blue from the outside. It's a lot of 70s colors in this first, in this first, um, look, and it's like a long skirt and a, and a turtleneck. It's cool. The, the way that I would describe a lot of this shit yeah. is that it's, it's flat. It, a lot of the coats and the shirts and all this stuff in the pants, they it's look super hard. They look just right on top of the body. Like, it was, it, it's super thin. It's like paper. That's how I see it. It's the, super... The, the, color, the, the colors and the, the cuts just make it look great. One thing I give uh, Raph is he's killing it the best with the, with the heeled boots and the trousers. His trouser game... It's been crazy. Pause. That shit is super hard. Like on the next look, it's uh well on two looks from that, it's a it's a guy wearing a turtleneck, a cashmere turtleneck. He has uh, trousers with the side paneling colors on it and uh, heeled leather boots. That look super hard. It's classic, clean. It's a hard look. All right, so image six is is another suit with a turtleneck. Where uh, it's a baby blue suit. It looked like this is hard. Yeah, I would rock this. This, this looks like what Melo should have worn when he played for the Nuggets, because that's that's the Nuggets colors right there. Minus the hat though. This hat is fucking the, hard. Man. The hat is just like that uh, Pharrell Brim hat that he was wearing a long time yeah, ago. Sure. That, that's what it, that's what it looks like to me. But it's more on the Cowboys vibe. 
Um, the Yo, next apparently, like Matt, I'll call it. Apparently, Cowboys didn't wear that shit. Oh, obviously, this is this is this is all based off what me off of new movies. Yeah, that's why I said if you always want to know about real hit about what happens the real history, look at it through art form with the music form. That will let you know what the fuck was going on. Like real cowboys were wearing top hats and shit. Like yeah, that's not that's not a real cowboy hat. It's top hats. Yeah. So all right, we're we're going to we're going to fast forward to another look on uh, look ten. Which is um hard. That bag is toughing. Tin. That that yellow bag. That is, blazer crop top is toughing. It, yeah, that it's like a it's a blazer above a, bra- a blazer. So it's basically a blazer coat, and it's um I believe that's the the Berkeley a Berkeley um symbol on there or emblem, and it's a it's a, it's a crop version of, it. and under that she has a pinstripe uh shirt on. It it's that look is hard to me. Yeah, that's just tough. the bag is my favorite part of it. It's just like a. Uh, like a regular post that just says yellow on it, but it just looks something about collegiate fonts from a school that I don't go to. <laughs> I like like the thing the things that I've always liked is like the Harvard tees, yeah. where, where it's just like uh, the arc the arc logo of Harvard and then the emblem on the middle, and it's always hard. Where it's like a gray, and then the inside of the emblem is uh, like burgundy. Yeah, I, like, I'm it's super hard. Columbia University, New York. It's super hard. I, I like this shit. Um, so the next look is a oversized coat. It's a pinstripe coat going down. It's a burgundy. Well, it's a reddish. Uh, it's a reddish. Maybe I'll say maroon. And then it has um, like a maize, like a dark mustard um, pinstripe on it. And then again, the trousers. The trousers. I feel like he he does the best of them. I feel like he he brought that to the to the game, and it, it, he does the best of them. The next look is like. It looks like what a girl would wear after. They just leave in their man's crib and they got their their the man's shirt on. It's a Yale V neck, yeah, but it's very herself. oversized. Yeah, she cut it herself. Yeah, she so got, this girl got the ill. Yeah, but the 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 look, look number thirteen is the hardest look to me. Where it's like he picked really really good colors in here for a spring color. They're a lot. They're like. He use he uses primary colors, but in the darkest form, to me. Like he gives it a fall vibe, but the primary colors. Like if he uses a red, he uses a maroon. Yeah, and yeah, there's lots of navy tones in here. Yeah, like a lot of navy tones, and when he uses a yellow, he uses a dark, a dark tone yellow, unless it's the back. And he's really good at combining them. We get all the bits so far we've seen. They've all had yellow, blue, and red in them. Yeah, but this coat is super hard. This coat is like something I would personally buy if I didn't know that it costs like. Thirteen, thirty-five hundred dollars. Like thirty-five hundred for the coat. <laughs> thirty-five hundred for the coat for real. Uh, yeah, the the trousers, the classic trousers, is just paneling, and then it's up instead of it just being side paneling, it has paneling around the ankles and paneling like uh above your uh, your uh calf area. The next, the next one is basically the same look as number ten, but in blue. Um, he has like football heels for girls. That's but, so weird. But I really like these knitted um, sweaters. Not the not the one with the cowl on it. The one that has the uh, the California bear on it, and it's blue and navy. And then he has the baklava, and knit it too, and knit it for him. Oh, it's super this? hard. That's super hard. And then he has the fucking snowflakes on. There. Yeah, and he has a uh, the balaclava. And then he has um, what's that shit called? Uh, a leather tote bag. It's a it's a Yale University tote bag, and then the, he has a classic. The, I'm telling you that those 
the trousers that he uses are always hard. Loves trousers. No, because the way he fits them is it's done well, and the colors that he uses like it contrasts really good. It's a it's a purple, and then it has like a like a silver gray on the side paneling, and then the boots that he has are super hard too. I just don't like the narrow toe angle. Like yeah. it comes to a point, I don't really, I've never really like. That. I feel like that would be super uncomfortable. Um, the next look is another. How you, how you pronounce it? Balaclava? I pronounce it Balaclava. How do you pronounce it's it? It's like Balaclava. Balaclava. And it's knitted Balaclavas, which I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, you really only see these when you rob a niggas. But the, basically, this whole, to give to give you the whole look of this capsule, it's basically what... It's a higher taste level of, people, of what people would wear in school. Yeah. Like, imagine if the gap was better. Kind of. I see. I see what you go. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like you mix in '90s Gap with '90s Calvin, and then with your modern day on campus bookstore clothing. But have it all be way more high fashion than what you think it is. Like way, way more, way better materials than what you think it is. So the next look is a, uh, it's the Cal, um, uh, the University of California's uh, bomber jacket. The varsity jacket, which I've always liked varsity jackets. When they're done well, they always look good. Like the Supreme Tiger jacket that yeah. they did. That that jacket super hard. That's like you always give it to a girl and be like a seventies movie. Kind of. And then to to go on further through the looks, it's basically all the all the looks from here are just different versions of uh, oh, further looks. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> but um, yeah, so instead of the bag being blue, it would be yellow, or instead of the bag being red, it would be purple, yeah. or something like that. You know what? I've had enough, Calvin. Let's talk about a real brand. What we got next? My man, Bape, com- collabed with Jurassic World. I don't know why this guy loves Bape so much. Yeah, so Bape uh, has a capital coming out with Jurassic Park, with Jurassic World, which they said that this is like one of the most expensive uh, collabs to do. I'm guessing it's for the licensing Probably. of, of Jurassic Park. First of all, that movie wasn't good. I, I didn't yeah. watch it. Shout out to Chris Pratt though. He, he's pretty. He's pretty fucking funny. Chris Pratt's fucking trash. First of all. Oh, get out of here! You never watched Parks and Rec then? No, I don't watch Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is fucking hilarious. His character on Parks and Rec is hilarious. That's why I said. Right, so I'm gonna reinstate. Uh, I'm gonna reinstate my reinstate my statement. You mean retract your statement? No, no, I'm still holding that down. <laughs> Chris Pratt, you're fucking trash. You're probably a cool guy in real life, but I don't like you. All right, so go so go through the the bait pieces. Oh, what, I like what do you, shirts, what do you like all. here? You like two. Look, look how high people are. He likes two <laughs> shirts out of 25 pieces that they have in this collab. Two oh, no. shirts. That's I feel hard. like I feel, good I feel like what they did here was with what they do with every Dragon Ball Z collab. Yes. They just do it with bad taste, man. Yeah, it's well, some of it's bad taste. I like for example, this this the shirt number 7. It's a it's a crew neck sweater and it has the Bape ape on it and then it has Fucking raptors coming out of the out of the shirt with like bushes in it. Like why why was that needed? You don't need to incorporate that shit. Yeah, I think fourteen is where I'm at. That's the one I like. Like you don't have to make it so like just subtle. Just have your brand and incorporate Jurassic Park. Exactly. It. You don't even have to put a fucking like putting a dinosaur <laughs> on a collab with Jurassic World is fucking like it's too. Fact. It's too it's, like known. Like this is this is like if I take a kid and I put and I tell him. Look, this is what uh, I put a mood board of Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park, and I'm on a mood board of fucking Bape's regular thing. It's what he would do. He this is what he would together. do. He would fucking put that the, the the dinosaur on there. Like I feel like since Nico sold the brand, they're just like 
loaning it out to anybody. They just whoring it out. And so Bape's not gonna mean anything anymore. When Bape in two thousand was the fucking Bape and BBC were the brands of all brands in two thousand. Like those were the brands people were going crazy for. Bape still hard. I think Andrews is holding on to old dreams, man. I think Andrews using this like an ex he wants to get back with or something. Check it out. Alright, yeah, Andrew has a bait fucking uh, necklace on, a gold chain on right now. Alright, so, uh, drops this week. Dude, we have a Supreme 20 job. I think this is the last job on this. Horrible. The only thing is about kayak. The only thing that I like on here is the stride po- polo. But it's just, it's it's too much for what it is. The only, the only reason we're, we're covering Supreme heavily every week is because, one, they drop every Thursday. Two, I feel like we're wa- we're slowly watching a huge brand just like dwindle. Nah, chill on that. I wouldn't say they're dwindling. First of all, because niggas bought a kayak and it sold out. Niggas bought an, a fire extinguisher. And it sold out. You're <laughs> helping my point. <laughs> I'm saying niggas will buy anything. But as soon as this shit stopped making resale, which that kayak did not resell for anything, that fucking, uh, that life is didn't resell for anything, niggas going to be very reluctant on not buying this shit. Just like two weeks ago, that, sh- that shit sat. That's great, because that means that I can get my shit. Yeah, you can get your shit now. I guess it's a, it's a... It's a fucking for people who like Supreme. Yeah, it's a bit awesome. of it's a bit of sweet for the people who dictate what your brand is, which are mostly most likely resellers because they're they're gonna be the ones who are gonna buy forty of your products right away and have it sell out right away. But then you have the people who actually like the clothes who are probably gonna buy one or two pieces maybe every week or one or two pieces every month or something like that. That's how it should be. But then you won't be making as much money is what I'm saying. This is what they're gonna do. They're just gonna lower the quantities again and then the resale value will be there and then go back to this bullshit My whole point, we're buying fucking yeah. Supreme brooms or something. My whole point was they should have kept doing that from the jump. I don't know why brands like remain like they, they once they reach the hot the hottest point, they like I like, fuck it. I think people get too cocky and they're like, fuck it. They'll buy anything that we sell. <laughs> and they will. They will. They will. You bought a fucking inflatable kayak for $498. Bro, just recently today, Bait put out fucking coasters and placemats. How See, fucking stupid they have to But I like accessories that. like that from brands. Like, for example, uh, Chanel puts out um, tennis balls and I think they put out a surfboard last year and Louis Vuitton put out ping pong with ping pong. But I like little accessories like that. But that's people, just OD though. I just like it because like, just I just like the the like the look of it. Like, all right, so I'm gonna have like it just you get to display that well in the house. Yeah, you know I agree with you. I love it. When if I'm you home and yeah. I'm like I'm just fucking chilling and I realize that I have like a fucking exactly. I got like a a, a Gucci remote control. Yeah, computer. like like if I if I look over and see the the fucking Louis Vuitton ping pongs with the ping pong ping pong paddles and the ping pong balls, yeah. I look and I just laugh like nigga, why'd you buy that? But it's fun though. Like I like I like that little. I don't like the parody of like how like designers are now. But that that little parody piece back in the day when you putting out a lot of good shit. Like Chanel yeah. still puts out a lot of good shit. But that little parody piece when somebody comes up and they're like, "Yo, why why do you have a Chanel fucking tennis racket and tennis yeah. balls? Like, like, why do you have a, a Louis Vuitton letter opener? Yeah, like it's just little pieces that they get you with with like people who. Have the money to buy, cause don't look. No way, no way. I'm telling you to buy a three hundred dollar paddle when you spend three hundred dollars on like clothes for like the year or like, cause not everybody can afford everything. But if you're spending three hundred fifty dollars just on the fucking Louis Vuitton paddle, just go buy spend three hundred fifty dollars on Uniqlo. Is basically what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you need clothes, go buy clothes. 
But if you have the money and you're to, in, to fuck around, because like, there's oh, people yeah. who frequently shop at these at these places. Like people don't know that people frequently drop like ten, twenty thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Or people easily. Or these people who uh, are on call lists for when things come that look like something I would like that these people these associates will call you. And you buy shit like that. And once you're in the store and you just have everything, then it's like, all right, fuck it. I'll get these patterns, like, whatever. And it's a good mockery piece. Like, I don't like the parody of design because I feel like it has took it has taken over. But it's funny when you put in out good shit. And that's, that's just the truth. you put out good shit, people will like it when you kind of make fun of yourself. But if you're shitty and you make fun of shitty it, situations. It's, it's like a person who yeah. has a personality where they can make fun of themselves, yeah. not just make fun of somebody else. Like... A perfect example of the bullshit, the bond of bullshit. Yeah. Very weird. Alright, we so got? we got the Bait Fall Winter 2018 collection. Um, this, this is more concise, but I feel like they have, what they're doing is like supreme palaces, like where they're trying to do it like very bare minimum, but still throw on Bape shit. Like they'll still throw on the shark, uh, the shark on the fucking pants and shit like that, and they'll still do the camo. I think Supreme would just be good if they did camo and, like, basic shirts. Like, not overdoing things. Like, they have a lanyard, of, uh, uh, like we were just talking about, little pieces. They also have the little holster things, just like the Louis Vuitton thing and camo. Right. Like, this, I, I see a lot more pieces on here that are better, but I see just a lot of repeated pieces as well. Which is basically have been their monogram for, like, fucking eight years now. Exactly. Stuff. I wish they would make a good vape stuff again. Uh, Ronnie Feig made a good bapester. Yeah, the, yeah he make. he made like two two years ago. The, he did the the regular paste the the Air Force One bapester. Yeah, and whoa, it, whoa, whoa, don't. can't put those two words. All right, that's an Air Force One shoe with a with a fucking with a star on the side. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure Ian Connor's shoe <laughs> is just a van with a lightning bolt. <laughs> I don't wear whatever that shit. What is it, Revenge or some Revenge shit? Storm or Revenge or something? Yeah, pass Super on that. Cash. Um, fuck you. All right, so, yeah, go to Burberry. We talked about that last week. Betmon, we talked about it last week. All right, so we have uh, Gucci Spring Summer Collab. All right. I mean, Gucci Spring Summer Collection. Yeah. Let me speak on this, bro. Go ahead. Stop fucking buying this. You're ruining the brand. Yeah, if this you guys are just horrible. buying anything that Gucci puts out, this is all monogram pieces. They have this same monogram piece. And just a different color. Rather than it being navy blue, they have it being orange and then blue side panelings on the track. When you put out one of those, two of those a year, it's hard. But if you're putting out everything that just has fucking monograms on it, it looks terrible, man. It looks super tacky. They put fucking Bugs Bunny on a cardigan. You are Gucci. Act like it. This thing is... No lie though, that snow white cashmere sweater is hard. I don't know why I like that, but it's yeah, hard. It's hard. It's just it's just a uh they they went back to when remember motherfuckers used to wear lot seventy eight. Yeah. Where it was this <laughs> thing. But it made it high end. Maybe that's why I like it a little bit. But the only piece that I see on here is a, a tracksuit that they have that's orange and blue and has it's very plain. It has no monogram on it. And I think that's what I like about it. Then it's very plain. I feel like Gucci can do things without putting the yeah. monogram on it. But I feel like niggas only go to Gucci to be like, I have Gucci on yeah. it. Uh, it's the red and green, and I need monogram on it. Also, they, they have um the worker shirt. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the mechanic shirt in this thing. Too. Where's that one it's at? the very last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, um, so th this this is a trend that's been going on. I think Prada started it. With the um, short sleeve button ups this yeah. for the summer, but they're like the the stiff ones. Yeah, I like I like these though. I like a short sleeve button up. Like I've seen a few that I want to buy, 
But I feel like a lot of people have been wearing it lately, so I don't want to be yeah. just an add-on to the trend. But I don't feel like the trend has got here yet. Because short sleeves, button ups, let's not like act like it's something crazy. It's yeah, just, it's a staple. But this specific one, where like the certain pockets and the name tag, yeah. it's just a it look. It looks like what your mechanic would wear, but like just like, more literally. Yeah, but it's. I think it's like a silk or something like that. Um, Harold Preston did a uh, NASA co- collection. I feel like Harry President, we don't really talk about it yeah, like that much. I feel much. like this isn't that great, though. It could have been done way better. Yeah, I feel like his things are... I just feel like if you're going to collab with NASA, a space juggernaut, or like a science juggernaut, you could probably find some better material than cotton to make your shit out of <laughs> One funny thing, I don't think I don't think everything's cotton. One funny thing is I think they sent one of his capsules to space and brought it back down. Yeah, I'd buy that. That sounds cool. Space clothes. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. With Harry President's things, I really like the first thing that he did with the New York City. Like, uh, I like that. Yeah, having having the the collection was uh, with the New York City. I think it was the Metropolitan or whatever, where yeah. it was um the Senate, the the trash the trash men's and uh, like the Metro workers and stuff like that. He would copy their uniform and make it like into a high end view. That was interesting. Yeah, I like that because it was a different take on fashion, on like something that, that that I haven't seen done before. Yeah, this NASA shit is just basically. Like, being allowed to put American flags and NASA on. Yeah, flags, another thing with the, with Heron Preston is, it's streetwear, but it's pretty expensive. It's like two, yeah. three hundred dollars a shirt. The coats be like five, six hundred dollars. Like kind of OD. Yeah, it. like you might as well say you're, you're high end if you're gonna do that. But he doesn't. I think he looks at things in a different way, which I like. But I, I that that NASA one that is, I don't think that's really it's a me. miss it's a miss for me boys alright so we're gonna move along we're gonna move to um Gosha Fall 19 um collab um not collab but why the fuck keep saying collab but their collection um what's pretty funny is they got a fucking Nike blazer as as like their actual collection which I, I generally like Gosha shit Gosha like actually puts a lot of good work in and we've talked about the Burberry thing that this is gonna be in the collection too with yeah, the included. with the t- with the Tano's uh coats that Andrew really likes. I like as well. They also have some more like um some more tonal shit where it's the split with the half and half. Yeah. I don't like the black and navy one. I don't think those colors go together. I don't like that. I don't like but that. I like the olive and the gray one. I don't like the olive and the gray one either. Basically these are like shirts that people were wearing around I'll say like the two thousand seven year when uh it was like Roberto Cavalli was heavy out here yeah. and stuff like that. Um, for the most part, I like the hoodies. The hoodies are pretty basic, and then they, it, they basically emulated uh, Champion. And then instead of the Champion logo being on the on the wrist, it's their logo. Also, I I gotta say this now. I don't like clothes where like there's a big print of another language, and I don't know what it says. Yeah. I don't, and I do, because I like how it looks, because it's not a language that I'm familiar with. How it looks, but, what, but I got Yeah, well, what, what about if it says something that I don't want it to say? Like, what if it says communism will rise again? I'm not writing that shit. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Did we talk about it last week of the side split um, flannel, the Burberry yeah, flannel? We saw right, yeah, they so, actually did yeah, it they did, they did a great job with that. Um, For the rest part, it's just... For the most part, it's just um, Gosha... Having their like uh I don't know if that's their logo or like a Russian saying or whatever as their main piece yeah. and like they they put that they slapped that I on everything. I didn't look into it. I'm not smart enough to Google. Yeah, it. I, I don't. But damn, this nigga says he's not smart enough to Google. Drum Jesus. roll, please. We have our comment of the week. All right, what was your comment of the, of the week? Gosha. from 1980, the Ghost. He says, "Let's take an ordinary garment but make it unreasonably wide." Crop it and then extend the sleeve so it covers the wearer's hands like a little girl wearing her father's sweatshirt. 
Then let's charge seven hundred dollars for it. Gosha. That's not only Gosha. <laughs> That's he, not he, only Gosha. He has a point, but it's not only Gosha. Uh, me and Andrew have been talking about this. I don't know why these brands are doing that. Like, who yeah. buys this stuff? This over this oversized in an awkward way. Yeah, like, where the sleeves are od long. Yeah, like fucking Vetmont. Gosha's done this. Gosha's done it sometimes. There's a lot of brands that do it. Balenciaga yeah. has done it multiple times. Uh, some Louis Vuitton pieces have it. Gucci, some Gucci pieces have it. Like, like and if you're gonna wear this, Prada's done it. Don't fucking wear like super short shorts, my nigga, because you look your proportions are off. It looks like you're wearing your father. It looks like yeah, just like it looks that. like you're a little kid wearing your father's sweater. It could be pulled off with girls wearing oversized things, but I don't think with guys it looks right. Like you're wearing an oversized shirt, which I already say you're already six foot. To be oversized, it has to be like something that would fit a six five guy. That's a lot of fabric, my nigga. And then. You mm-hmm. wear skinny jeans with it, or like slim jeans with it. It looks like you're wearing a fucking dress with leggings. Facts. Plus, if it's like a stiff shirt, you look possessed, my nigga. Like, if it's stiff pants, it's if it's anything that is not a ta- a, a trouser or like a tailored uh, down wear that you would wear with a with a blazer, or um like one of these like sweats, these yeah. new like high end sweats. That's where these niggas don't look at themselves in the mirror before they step out the crib. Cause no, cause look, right? no, people do look at themselves in the mirrors, and they they I think people a lot of people are getting their stuff from online and stuff like that, and they see like things that people wear online and everybody likes. Nice. But when you go into the real world, that's not. I, I don't think I don't think you should personally dress up for what everybody likes. You know, just to yeah. what you like. You know how when you go on Instagram and like you follow somebody and it says people you might like. Yeah. I feel like these niggas follow Jerry Lorenzo for the first time and just follow everybody that's recommended. And like, yo, this shit's hard. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about the LV Menchu Studio Design, a, a sneaker. Um, this shit is trash. Yeah. If, if this is Virgil's work, it's bad. This is really bad. It's, it's a chunky metallic sneaker with an LV on the tongue. And it has mesh on, on the uh, on the tongue as well. I don't like this at all. I don't think this is Virgil's things, but this is... This is this is bad, like one to ten. I'm rating this a three. These are these are really bad. These are actually super trash. These look like Nike foam posits, Air Force Ones when they mix it when they infuse those two. I don't like them at all. All right, so we're just gonna move on from that right away. So we're gonna go on to the Gucci Fall Winter collab. I mean collection. Why the fuck do I keep saying collab? But all right, so this collection was. Can we just talk about the hats? Very royal to Let's me. Talk about the hats, bro. Fuck this. Uh, the Gucci hats. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so Gucci and uh, the Yankees, uh, I guess, agreed on a collab. Finally, it's a fucking collab that I can say. Um, I like the hats. Um, I think there's seven hats. Yeah. No, it's ten hats. Ten hats. Um, personally, the one, the one that I like the most, it's a it's a pastel pink. With a blue, with a navy blue uh, Yankees logo, and on the side it has Gucci in the uh, the Sega print. Yeah, can I just say something on that? I don't like it because it's not the same amount of letters. What do you mean? Gucci has more letters than Sega, so I don't like the way it looks. I just like the whole print. I like that print of it. Um, they have a trucker one with uh where it has embroidered uh flowers on it. I I like for this for the most part. Um, I just think this is another way for Gucci to charge niggas for shit that. I'm pretty yeah. sure New York is one of their biggest base. Um, right, it's like, nigga, you can just go to an embroidery shop and, like, get them to embroider like, which interior Yankee fitted like, all mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, and they have a Yankee scarf, too. I, I like it, but it's it's whatever to me. Um, I see that they have a, a Yankees um, loafer, too, on the actual collection, the 2019 collection. They have yeah. a loafer. 
the the nineteen the the collection for the fall winter looks like it was inspired by, I would say maybe like seventies seventies eighties um, like it looks like youth seventies eighties things to me like the way they're presenting it. Um, they did a lot of collabs here with baseball brands, like they have a, a Pittsburgh Pirate, they have um the San Francisco Giants. And stuff like that. I don't know what Gucci's really going for with that. I just think they're just like hot right now, so they're just doing whatever they can do. Yeah, like it's in the off season, so they get into the can. Wait, did baseball start again? Yeah, yeah baseball's baseball been started. Again. It's like yeah. mid season. Um, let's go Yankees. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, so moving on. Vin, Vince Staples has a Snapchat show. Yeah. Which I found very interesting. Snapchat always seems to get back when when everybody thinks like oh who the fuck else is going to use snapchat after nah, i'm still on who the fuck is going to use snapchat you use snapchat all the time yeah to talk to you <laughs> uh but but instagram i feel like whenever instagram steals something from snapchat snapchat always comes back with something that instagram's going to steal yeah which is great i love it i'm making instagram it, great again igtv is the snapchat show they that added a video calling to dms yeah That's don't great. Don't video call us at all. Yeah, um, but follow us on Teletalk on follow Instagram and Instagram. Teletalk on Twitter as well. We on Twitter? Yeah. Hey, follow us. Um. So yeah, Vince Staples has a show. It's called uh, "Fuck That," "Fuck," "Fuck That" with Vince Staples. It's basically to me, it's like a punk mixed with Jackass, where he just sends his friends to go do shit that he would say "fuck that" to. Yeah. The first episode to me is uh where. They're doing the colon cleaning with oils. Yeah, he got his boy Corey to fucking yeah. get a colonoscopy or some shit. Yeah, um, the show, don't, the only reason we speak about this is because I fuck with Vince. Vince yeah. is fucking hilarious. Go watch that show. Um, alright, we're gonna end this off with Dom Kennedy's new tape. It's called Addicted to the Underground. Shout out to Dom. OPM. Dom we here. Uh, and for those who don't know, Dom Kennedy is a West Coast rapper from Laurent Park. Um, his best tape was the yellow tape. It's a mixtape. Um, sir? What? Is that is it y'all tape? Wait. The mixtape. That's his best tape. Yeah. The yellow album. The yellow album, that's what it is. Yeah. So his best album, so his best mixtape is the yellow album. Which is a cuz that that's a little conundrum. It's in the album. It's a yellow album but it's a mixtape. Yeah, which is kind of weird. But it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It has features with Rick Ross and uh Kendrick. Freddie Gibbs on as well. Uh, if you like lyrics, don't listen to Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy has... Hold on, you can't say that. If Dom Kennedy has a, a lot of witty bars, but if you're looking for Pusha T bars, is what I'm saying. Don't go looking nah, for that. Nah, but niggas is calling um, this dude off the freshman list lyrical. Dom Kennedy's a fucking... Oh, yeah. If you, if you niggas think the Momo rappers are lyrical, Dom Kennedy yeah. is MF Doom. Um, <laughs> Facts. But, alright, so we're gonna start off. Popularity is the first song coming off. The beat is super hard on this. It flows really good. If you like Dom Kennedy, you're gonna like this tape. Just saying that off off rip. Um, the next song is traveling. The song is good, but I feel like his flow was kind of awkward here. It like he he pauses and yeah. raps. On, I thought it was he like come he comes in and yeah, out. Yeah, he comes in and out on weird. It's kind of like if for anybody who listens to the RZA, it's kind of like what RZA says, but backwards. Yeah. Because the RZA says too much things in one line. Don Kennedy says. A little bit of things. And then he comes back. But and it's always like out of the pocket. Yeah, it's out of pocket. It's not like on beat for the most part. But Dom has always been like that to me. Um, first time. Dude just kind of like Yeah, he does. What he talks. He talks. It's 444, but West Coast. Like, because yeah, they both just talk over the, like, it's like the beats are layered under their voice where they talk. Um, first time. It's, it, that's an all right record. That's probably the only record that I personally didn't like. 
The next song is the the resurrection. The resurrection. Yeah, I like the resurrection. And the resurrection is a good, the good, a good song. He has a funny line on, on there that says, uh, "Tell her don't suck me off. We gotta <laughs> chill first. Dom always got classic lines about females or clothes and stuff like that. It's the, fucking the next song is my favorite, Free Breakfast. Free Breakfast is a hard track. That track is really good. And he has a line on there, a standout line on there, where he said, "Dunking on niggas, getting." Uh, dunking on niggas and getting the M1. Real man water their plants, bro. Bro, like, what like, the fuck? Dom Kenny just says whatever the fuck he wants. He's kind of like a little beat of me, base guy. And, yeah, base guy. But he just picks better beats. Uh, um, so the next song is The Movies. Uh, it's, it's a good record. I like that record. It, all these have really good beats on. Uh, the next song is Oasis. It's, it's a good record as well. I, I don't think any of these records were super hard except for popularity and The Resurrection. Yeah, I, free breakfast. I put it up there. Oh, free breakfast was really good too. So three records were really good. It's it's a nine song um mixtape, and three records were really good. And the rest of the records yeah. were uh, three records were great. The rest of the records were good. And then uh, first time was okay. Yeah. But this is all coming from us. This is our opinion. After you listen to us on SoundCloud, listen to this. Liberation was a good record as well. Duplex was, was a really good record to me. If you want to hear some bar smoke, this has a verse on there that's, that's really good too. Um, but like me and Andrew said, the, the record was kind of like... It sounds like he was punching in and on weird yeah. parts of the track. But I can't say... Any, like, if you like Dumb, you're going to like this record. Like, imagine your uncle who balled like, in college or some shit, and you're at the family barbecue dinner, and he's got a plate in one hand and a basketball in the other, and he tells you, hold on, youngin, watch this. And then he fucking breaks it, and then, like, at 3 a.m., you see him shooting, and he's making all of them. It's kind of like that. So if, yeah, if, like, <laughs> if it's 3 a.m., Dom can't even Another weird analogy from Andrew, but yeah, whatever the fuck he said. All right, so, all right, this has been Tell Talk episode six. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Hope your mom's not mad at me. Thank you for all the listens. You uh, wifey, you wifey, you con- wifey. Continue to listen. Um, We're up on uh, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes Stitcher, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, Google Play. It's all Tell Talk. And if it doesn't pop up as Tell Talk, it's Tell Talk with a point. At the end, what a period at the end. Like honestly, if you're not listening to us, you're trying hard to listen to us. Yeah, thank you for everybody who's been uh, reposting, uh, tweeting, retweeting, uh, sharing the podcast. Thank you everybody listening. Tell talk episode six. We out. Ciao.